Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and I have not seen the Barbie movie yet. Um, but for all my Enneagram threes and sevens out there, you know I want to be a part of the hype. <laughs> um, we I like had this idea on Monday. I was like, we should have because there's this whole Oppenheimer Barbie battle, right? Like they're both benefited greatly. Uh, and I was like, we should have like our team dress up as like whether they were team Barbie or team Oppenheimer. But then I was like, oh, but I know Kirby and Dr. Randy would for sure pick Oppenheimer. And I think that's a World War II movie, right? And then I'm like, well, what would they wear? And then I immediately knew what my husband would do with his facial hair. And I was like, well, then we won't be able to use that photo and Blue Hills Chiropractic will get canceled too soon for a Hitler stash, damn it, Kirby. So we just went with a Barbie theme and took some fun photos of like, like different Barbies. Although after, so, okay, here, I'm giving you a cute idea. So we just went with like celebrity Barbie, like basically find anything pink at home that you can. It would have been funnier if we would have like roasted each of each other and we're like, this is always five minutes late Barbie. And this is yesterday's mascara Barbie. That would have been me. You know, that would have been really funny and internet gold. So if you're listening to this early enough on, um, you're welcome. Go do that. It's not too late. But if you're listening a month later, it might be too late. It might be too late. I don't know. Um, okay. So let's see. Our clinic is currently reading. Oh, I pulled up the name of the book for you. The New Gold Standard by Joseph A. McKelly. Uh, it's basically the Ritz-Carlton uh, customer service book. And we're reading it. And as a team, it's really hard to find, just so you know, because I don't know if they're still making it. So we, if anybody has a team of nine and wants to buy nine books from us, I will send them to you. Otherwise, you're going to end up paying like $20 a book if you want your team to read this. But it is, you know teaching how they get the their entire uh, employees to be on board with this excellence of customer service. So mostly good, definitely would recommend it. Um, but the chapter we were going over today as a team was talking about how like Ritz-Carlton will make notes on you. And like, 
I don't know. I found the chapter a little bit creepy. Like they're just a little stalkery, a little, just a little stalkery. But, you know, who are talking like, how could we keep notes on our patients about like their preferences? You know, because so what our clinic currently does, we just have a bunch of stuff. We have coffee, $5 coffee cards. We've got $10 pizza cards. We've got canned koozies and little mini bottles of champagne. We have frozen like uh, six inch cakes just from like the grocery store in our freezer. We've got frozen lasagnas. Um, I think obviously then all of our t-shirt and swag, but like we just like to do things for people. We had a kid who was really obsessed with dinosaurs. And when he graduated to wellness, you know, we got him this little dinosaur. So just like little things like that we try and do. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about of like, oh, this kid loves Spider-Man. And so we're trying to figure out how to systematize this, right? Like any business, you're like, okay, great. How do we make this easy for our teams and systems? So we're like, oh, how do we collect this data? Okay, well we could put some questions on the new patient paperwork. Like what's your favorite snack? What's your favorite this? Um, and then I was like, okay, and then where do we put that? And ultimately, because we do have some initial questions that are like salty or sweet, um, you know, it, we just, we never reference it. And because it just feels, what's the word I'm looking for? Inauthentic, insincere. Like, yep, you told me, Six months ago, when you started care on your new patient paperwork, that you prefer sweet over salty. So here's a bag of M and M's. Like, is weird, right? Like, like you get that. This is weird. So I was talking about you know where the really meaningful stuff comes from is like when you've got that kid, and you didn't just ask on the new patient paperwork like what's their favorite TV character, and mom happened to say Spider Man. You've got that kid who's always wearing Spider-Man. They're obsessed with Spider-Man. They get on the table with Spider-Man. Having the present time consciousness to go to your front desk and go, hey, I know that Easton is graduating to wellness in a couple weeks. I think it'd be really cute if we could give him a Spider-Man themed balloon. Like one, hello, social media photo, go. But we don't do things for people just for social media, okay? We do things from the genuine place of our heart. Um, but like, it's those things. I have a patient who has been a weekly patient forever, like nine, 10 years. And I know that she's reading, she's in the middle of a book series. And I already know that like after this book series that she's probably going to read The Fourth Wing. We've been talking at her her appointments about that and like, okay, what would be a kind thing like to get her that book, you know, like find the book, order it on Amazon, $15. And like, here, I thought about you, you know, like whatever it is, it's these, like, we're looking, we were looking for a way to like systematize authentic, sincere caring and being present and listening for the patients. And we kind of ended being like, oh shoot, no, we just have to we can't systematize this. Like you just have to be there in that moment with that patient and have the consciousness to do something about it. Right. And so we, 
that what we did enact, um, so you can learn from this, uh, we enacted on, so we use something called Teams. Um, it's basically like a, like a team WhatsApp or what's the other one? I can't think of it right now. But like it's just a team communication thing. And we right now have something called Turd Nuggets, which is where anybody puts like something that's like so-and-so mentioned they might have to quit care come the fall because they're going to be buying a house. Like just those little things where it's like, okay, we'll work on that. Well, we decided that we will also have something called Golden Nuggets. And this is where our team will just throw stuff on there. Like our scanners get so much information, um, like our our insight scan, our text, like our, those people who are in the room with them for 15 minutes get so much information. You know, um, our CA Kayla was like, yeah, I just found out that our new patient just celebrated 10 years with her husband and they went to Alaska. And so just like the simple things of like following through and being like, I heard you went to Alaska. Like, so we're, we started the golden nuggets and then also, um, our staff just has a $10 don't ask me um, authority, like where if they have an idea of doing something that could brighten a patient's day, they do not need to ask me they, if it's $10, just do it. Um, the Ritz Carlton, I think has a $2,000, um, just do it budget. So, you know, we're not there yet. Uh, but yeah, you know, if it's like a pizza, a this, a that, a book, whatever, like whatever you want to do, that if you come up with the idea, if you want to go get the Spider-Man helium balloon for that kid, like sounds good. Do not ask me, just do it. Because we have so many good ideas of like, oh, it'd be really sweet if I brought them coffee the next time this or that. And then it's the execution that is also the hard part. So that's where we're at with that. Um, WDC convention, what's actually called the unconvention, because I think it's unconventional. Um, but they only do a conference every other year. So they won't have another one until 2025. Uh, so this is happening in Scottsdale, October 12th through the 15th. So coming up here, but good news, tickets to Scottsdale are cheap, real cheap from most major cities. I'm going to be there. Um, who else is going to be there? Elise Rigney's going to be there. It would have been good if I would have looked up the other people, but I'm going to be there. So <laughs> that's all that matters, right? No, you know, I don't mean that. Uh, so come hang. I think it'll be fun. It's a great hotel and it'll be nice and warm there still. So come see me there. Okay. So today's episode, it's a little speaking of unconventional, like it's definitely on the fringe of topics that we talk about here. Um, but here's why I wanted to kind of get that conversation, this conversation going about like having a personal assistant. So here's the backstory. I don't know if the frequency of posts on the women Facebook page, um, the women chiropractic Facebook page on burnout and leaving the profession is increasing, or if the Facebook algorithm thinks that I just really enjoy seeing those posts. Oh my gosh. Hold on. We're going to put a peg on that. I have a funny story about Facebook. So I know that Facebook, <laughs> hold on. We're going to put a peg in that vulnerable thing I was about to go into and tell you a funny story. I'll come back. So I'm also a part of an Airbnb super host or host group. And so I know my Facebook 
knows that I like to see these like, what the heck do I do posts? So this person screenshots this conversation. Now, if you have children who are listening, now would be a good time to tell them to leave the room. Um, yep. Okay. I'll give you two seconds. There we go. So <laughs> this person screenshots this, this back and forth between them and a potential guest and is like, what should I do? Do you think this is real? And it's a screenshot from this like woman named Crystal that's like, hello, I'm looking for a place to film my next porno. <laughs> I told you to have your kids leave the room, okay? Um, me and seven men would like to rent your cabin to film it. Um, we will be great guests. In fact, we need one more... <laughs> We need one more person to participate. Would you be open to participating in this? And so there's this back and forth that's happening where the person's like, what? <laughs> and so the person screenshots it and sends it to the group and they're like, is this real? Like, what? how do I respond? And like just comment after comment from hosts coming back of just like, dude, this is a scam, like, no, or just like, I don't know, I'd say yes, sounds fun. Or, anyways, Facebook has me pegged because I will go, I don't tend to like go down political stuff. I don't go down many rabbit holes, but the comment section of the Airbnb hosts group on Facebook, oh, they get me. They get me good. All right. I remembered what I was talking about. So I don't know if Facebook is just like, yeah, she loves seeing these like tragic stories of women being vulnerable and wanting to quit this profession and they are absolutely burned out. And I have a lot, a lot. Oh my gosh, I have so much to say to each of these women. I need more information. Like, do you really love owning your own business? Like maybe you could just not leave the profession but become an associate. Like, you know, what is your profitability? Can you just like downsize? Can you like, can you make your business simpler? Can you hire a coach? Can you do this? Um, I have so many different things. And one of the topics, like one of like the 10 different topics that I would want to talk about with these women is like, are you burnt out because you're spread too thin between your business and your home? You know, some of these women, and this is not a judgment, not a judgment, um, really just feel this overwhelming guilt that their uh, household is failing. And so they feel like they need to pull back from their business or the household. And if that's a personal choice where like you want to be spending time with your kids, like that's, that's great. Um, but don't, don't like close your clinic to clean your house. Like don't, don't make that swap. So today we are talking about personal assistance. Um, what is one? What are some of the things they'll do? Why do we struggle with outsourcing and delegation? How do we release the shame of asking people for help? Is this a generational thing? Um, and things like that. So I think you're going to really like it. Like I said, we don't, we don't talk about all of this stuff, but these are some of the conversations that if I can help, if one or two people listen to this and go, I think that would free up more energy for me. If you listen to this and like, this is bigger, this is bigger than like, should you pay someone to pick up your dry cleaning? Do people have dry cleaning anymore? 
I'm just like one of those people who wears jeans and yoga pants to practice. So I'm like, what do you get dry cleaned? Anyways, getting your groceries, whatever it is, this, it's not that kind of a conversation. The bigger root of the conversation is, are you losing your passion for a God given passion? Okay. Are you losing your energy and enthusiasm for talent and a message that God gave you this, this passion for this career because you're overwhelmed with a time in life where, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. If you got kids and they have their things and they have socks and they have so many socks and I hate arranging socks, you know, and there's this and they want food multiple times a day and they don't know how to do their dishes. Like if that topic is what is getting in the way of you having the energy and motivation to continue in a field that you were, you feel called to be a part of then you need to listen to this conversation, okay? And even if you're not on the edge of burnout, you know, most of y'all got mad control issues, mad control issues, and you don't even realize it. So um, since you can't do therapy with me and I can one, like direct, well, I suppose you could do the multi-passionate chiropreneur uh, course coming up next year. And I will then one-on-one help you go through all the ways in which you are hyper controlling your career and your business and how it's holding you back. Since we can't do that right now, you know, can you dip your toe in the water of hiring a cleaning person? Like what can you delegate at in your house? And maybe that's where you start to get comfortable. Maybe starting to delegate at the house will allow you to see like, oh, everything didn't fall apart. Maybe I can start delegating more at the business too. I don't know. I hope that, you know, wherever you're at, you get you get something good. So let's breathe. Let's pray. Dear God, thanks again for such a great platform to have vulnerable conversations with real people. Today, we really focused on um, the guilt of being a superwoman. But I know, we all know that like, we feel this immense guilt and shame in comparison when we are not being superhuman. Um, And it's so hard. It's so freaking hard to remember what you judge us on is so, so small. And everything that we judge ourselves on is meaningless. And those are the things that are stressing us out. Very few of us are losing sleep because we're just not being a kind, compassionate enough person to everyone in our world. We're losing sleep because like we forgot the baked goods. We feel like a failure as a parent. We are failing here. We're not thin enough. We're not rich enough. We're not this. And like, just let us in this moment, remember what, how you see us and how worthy you see us um, and help us to relinquish shame and guilt because those are not feelings from you. I didn't like all those are lower vibrational feelings. They do not come from you. That endless source of love and light, those higher vibrational frequencies, support, love. Thank you for you and your endless goodness. In your name we pray. Amen. Endless goodness is a hard, it's a hard thing. I like stumbled on that. I'm like, did you just say real words? Did that, did that make any sense? Uh, okay. Oh, I'm going to probably go to like a prayer retreat in September that my church is happening. Girl, you better wait. My prayers are going to be off the hook after that. Probably not. Probably not. I will still accidentally swear to God. 
All right, ready? So, oh my God, you guys, I didn't do her bio. What a hot mess of a woman over here. I just have to make mistakes so you guys don't think I'm perfect. So we're doing her bio after the prayer. So now be prepared for my conversation with Kara McKeague. She's passionate about helping successful women ease the mental load with skilled household support. She's the founder of Pepper's Personal Assistance, a sourcing and placement agency for highly vetted personal assistance. She started the business as a side hustle for income and flexibility while raising young children. The company has grown organically to a team of 24 employees. She believes that it's time for professional women to let go of the shame around outsourcing household tasks so they can find more time, feel organized, and have peace of mind. So here is my conversation with Kara McKeague. Enjoy. Also, like, I don't know. I didn't hate doing the bio after the prayer. Like, mm, mm, I'm just saying. All right. Enjoy. I feel like one of the things is so like, just like insight. I know you said you were following me on Instagram, so you know a little bit about me, but like I am, so the world of chiropractic is small. It's a really small world. And there's still a lot of kind of like, I don't want to say the old guard, but like, yes, yeah. you know, there's a lot of still the 50s, 60s, 70-year-olds, men and women that mm -hmm. did things a certain way and they wear the suits and the this. But now I'm mid-30s. I've, you know, had the podcast for four mm -hmm. years now. And so I've been speaking on stages too. And I just show up with my tattoos and my ripped jeans <laughs> awesome. and accidentally drop an F-bomb. And I'm like, oh, you know, and so it is right. just funny. It's this, um, the like, the millennials are coming in being like, thank you for your service. And I will take it yes. from here. But then like, I look at like Gen Z coming and I'm like, oh girl, how are you going to? What's going to happen here? I don't know. I know. I love it that it's like our society is turning more towards being authentic and love watching the younger ones coming up and they're not taking any shit. You know? No, <laughs> every like generation is, it, it is funny though, because like, I feel like every generation looks at the older, older generation with a certain amount of like, let me tell you all the ways that this is broken um, yeah. and not going to keep working. But then we also look at the next generation and go, let me tell you all the ways that you're going <laughs> to fail. You have, you right. know, and so it's just like, hmm, it's just a relevant thing. It so, does feel like the gap is getting smaller than how I remember it. Like I had, so? you know, boomer parents and the um, great generation grandparents. And I feel like people are more open to, I don't know. Maybe I live in Seattle, so it's super progressive. <laughs> maybe I'm just in a bubble, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I live in like tiny town, Wisconsin, and oh, I can't say that I disagree. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I wasn't around 20 years ago to know what it was versus now. Um, so yeah. how old are you? I am turning 50 in August. What? Good grass. I know. <laughs> yeah. well, and I think it's irrelevant. I, I, I don't ask every, you know, guest how old they are, but I do think for like today's topic talking um around, you know, being able to delegate in this and that, there is this kind of conversation that's like, well, women women specifically just kind of entered the workforce. And yeah. you know, so I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole. We will get there, but like let's start yeah. with like your story and how you got to kind of your passion project now. Yeah, that sounds great. 
You want to just dive in? Yeah, go. I already started recording. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I um, my background, I've always supported people, um, you know, in sales or um, admin type support. And um, I was able to stay at home with my boys for eight years. Um, and then when my youngest started kindergarten, I was like, I'm ready to get back into the workforce. Um, he ended up getting half day kindergarten. So it was like this challenge of, oh, what do I do with this? I didn't want to put him in daycare, um, personal choice. And so I started kind of brainstorming, like, what am I great at? you know, and that sort of thing. So I started out as a personal assistant um, and then had no intentions of starting a company, but it just kept growing and, um, you know, came to that place where I was like, either I'm going to hire or I'm going to turn people away. And that was 11 years ago. So <laughs> it's been a really great journey of like learning business and, you know, trial and error and um, learning to be a leader. <laughs> yeah. Because you have 24 stuff. employees now, right? I think we're up to 27 now. Okay. So, so yeah. you have a business that supplies personal assistance to the Seattle area, right? Yeah, we also do nationwide placement oh, as okay. well. So we have the two. Probably not in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, but we'll see. <laughs> oh yeah, no, anywhere in the U.S. we can we can uh, find the perfect PA and help you get started. Yeah. So what is the difference between like a personal assistant and so like I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the where people start to dip their toe into this balance of like okay we have both of us have out of the home jobs or in the home. I don't know, but our time is better spent working or with our children. Mm -hmm. And I feel like household cleaning is kind of that first baby step of For like, sure. I mm -hmm. can delegate this because I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, and you get a big impact with the house cleaner. That's what I always recommend people start with that. Um, definitely. So then how, what is, because I'm assuming a personal assistant is more in depth. Otherwise you would be. Oh, more, for sure. Oh, you're right. So what's the difference yeah. between <laughs> then like a house cleaner and a personal assistant? Yeah. So when I started the company 11 years ago, there wasn't really a whole lot of people blazing the trail ahead of me. And looking back on it, I'm like, I probably would have called it a household assistant instead of a personal assistant. That's really, you know, what we are. Um, and so it's doing the chores, the errands, um, managing vendors, like if you need a new furnace, or you need the gutters cleaned, you know, that person is taking the mental load of that whole task off of your plate, um, you know, doing the research, getting the bid, it's being on site, um, helping you choose which one is best, um, you know, doing the laundry, going to Costco, um, you know, all it's kind of like, I don't, take my target runs. I don't want to delegate my target runs, but yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. The joke is target tells you what you need, right. It'd be hard yeah. to delegate. Right. <laughs> I've never heard that, but I love that. I'm going to let my husband know that I'm not really yeah. sure what I'm going for. Um, so, yeah. okay. So my question is like, do they have any household, um, like handyman skills? 
like some do yeah, yeah yeah I mean we put a lot of effort into matching um mm-hmm. you know finding out what the client needs are and so you know I always tell people like if you're looking to hire somebody make kind of a mind dump of what you'd like to get off your plate and then prioritize so if like you know you have a lot of you know handyman type tasks that you know you're hoping to find somebody to do that when things break down you know uh there's a drip under the kitchen sink or something like that you'd want to find somebody that has those skills so why okay so I'm like trying to go through why in your experience either your like was this a personal story for you of like because as you started to do things for other people you were out of the home more so then like did you have to learn to start delegating and like was that a struggle for you yeah yeah and you know it still is to be honest (laughs) like I think some people it comes naturally especially if they've been in leadership positions in the workforce it's easier you know for people to be like they don't even think about it they're like I know this is going to benefit me to to take this off my plate and give it um, I'm still learning. Like sometimes I still have the guilt of like, who am I to be asking this person to scoop the cat litter? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think about what I get to do with that time, and it's you know building a business that um, employs people, that helps clients, you know, so they can do great things, and you know, it's kind of that domino effect. And so, or it's spending quality time with my boys, my young guest is getting ready for his senior year starting a senior year and it's a lot of work like all the university stuff and everything and so if somebody's helping me with the things that I don't have to do I get to be present with him in this you know last year of of hands-on motherhood you know so I think you know just really focusing on what you get in return helps So, and you have to like, know it's going to take some time. I think that's why a lot of women struggle with delegating as they're like, oh, one more thing on my plate. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to take time. Oh, of like, you know, it's kind of that. um, I think a lot of women that I talk to, they're like, it's just easier for me to do it myself. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. because I try to show somebody or tell somebody how to do it. They don't do it right. So there is, you know, I tell our clients like, it's at least a month before like you're going to start feeling like, okay, we're getting into a groove, but it's a good three months of like the more feedback you give, the quicker you're going to get to that place. So you do have to put, you know, a little bit of effort into it. But then after that three months, you know, it's like, you're in a really good place where you're not, it's not even in your headspace anymore, right? When you get a great person who's like, they're totally tracking, oh, you need toothpaste or toilet paper, or, you know, we need to get the dog to the vet and all of that. And it's just huge, the amount of headspace you get back once you have that person trained. Um, I feel like, I feel like it's easier for me to mentally go like, okay, so like, so we have a cleaning lady and I prefer her to come while I'm at work. Now that's twofold. One, I'm socially awkward and I don't (laughs) like watching someone else clean my house 
would be like, I'm here. Let me, the number of times I have tried helping my cleaning lady while she's there. She's like, what are you, I like, here, let me help you make the bed. Oh, here. And she's like, what are you, get out of my way. And I'm like, I'm just, ugh. Yeah. Um, but two, yeah, don't be there. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, <laughs> um, but two, it's for me, an hour for hour exchange that my head is comfortable with of like, okay, I pay her, let's say $25 an hour, $25 an hour. And I am going to go to my clinic and I am going to make more than $25 an hour. And so like, I think that's probably a good place where people start to be comfortable, right? Like nobody's really holding on. Like, I just want to clean my kitchen. Like, it's like, nope. Okay. I could spend three hours a week working and making this. Well, no, actually, because I do feel like there is this want not wanting to spend. And it's like, well, no, I can just clean it on Saturday. Like, you know, because a lot of people aren't going like they have this idea that like there's a certain financial place they need to get to, you know, like they need to be so busy at business. And so like, what are some of the struggles you see with people like have, is it control? Is it guilt? Is it shame? Like what are kind of the feelings in the beginning of why somebody would even struggle to offload simple two, three hours a week of cleaning to someone else, especially knowing they make more per hour than they're going to be paying for that. Right. I think it's all of those things. I, you know, I've talked to so many women in particular and everybody has their own story, whether it's, you know, when I grew up, that was our family time was we did the dishes together, we did the lawn or, you know, like, and so there's kind of that family tradition. And then they're like, what's wrong with me that I can't do everything like my mom did? Or, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think, you know, talking about like the generational thing, I'm Gen X. And so, you know, the year I was born was the year that women were allowed to get credit cards without a man's signature, you know? So it's like, you're going to be, it's crazy. To, I'm doing the math here. So that's in the seventies. It was like, yeah, in the seventies before that women had to have a co-signer like their father or their husband to like open their own bank account, you know? And and we don't talk about that. So I think we're kind of in that awkward stage where we're like, you know, we can do it all is what we've been told. Um, but what we don't realize is times are so different now. And so it's balancing that freedoms that we have, but also we don't have to do it all, right? And And prioritizing like what's most important to us. You know, the people that I see successful outsourcing is that they get it, right? They get that it's not just the, I think the money, you know, um, part of it is good to look at, you know, of like, what can I afford and how much am I going to make? But the older you get to, the less time you have. And so time becomes even more valuable than money, you know, and so getting that stuff off your plate and kind of buying back time is, is huge. Hey, she slayers. So a question I get asked a lot is what have I found that works best to get new patients in the door? 
well. My friends over at the Pediatric Experience have put together the ultimate branding and marketing playbook that does a comprehensive job to answer this question, and they even include a free video training that comes with it. This free guide reveals the secrets to a kick-ass, wildly effective marketing system that consistently brings in over 20 new patients every single month. And guess what? It's all organic. Picture this, a proven approach that will grow your patient numbers while you focus on doing what you do best, providing exceptional chiropractic care. Inside the playbook, you'll discover the five core elements of this powerful marketing system, from crafting a compelling brand to implementing strategic marketing strategies, they've got you covered. If you know PX, Dr. Tony and that crew, they practice exactly what they preach, and it's no different in the latest PDF Plus training they've put together for you. So if you're ready to attract more patients through the door, grow your practice, and dominate your local market, this guide is a must-have for you. So check out the link in the description to get your free download and video training. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. I think you touched on a really important thing. So like, we, um, so you are the first really like literally like your generation is the first working generation, like, right. Like, you know, like, cause you're like, I think about my grandparents, they, it was uncommon. Were there women working out of the home? Of course there were, was yeah. it a, a large percentage? Not at all. So you guys though, I feel, and my mother-in-law is 60 and my mom is 62. And so we actually have been talking about this a lot lately um, of just like, I feel like watching, let's say the 50 to 65 year old women right now, um, mm -hmm. as a 30 something, it's, you didn't show us that it was hard. Like mm -hmm. I don't look at my mom and I didn't see her breakdown. I didn't see, like, why do you think you're like that, like span that 50 to 65 year old woman who was like, yep, I had children. <laughs> I cleaned the house and I worked yeah. as an admin 40 hours a week. Like, why did you not make it look hard? <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I have the answer to that. Um, I don't really have a lot of experience. My assumption is, is that they hid it, right? There was a lot of 
alcoholism and, you know, crying in your bedroom at night and feeling, feeling unfulfilled and stuck. And, you know, like I'm thinking about, you know, my mom's generation, like, I think they were excited maybe to have these opportunities and didn't really reflect on. And you didn't dare question because like you could literally see the rights that you were given that your mom didn't like, you could like literally see like, wow, this is an honor to be given a credit card. Right. Exactly. So like the glamour maybe was still there, but I, I definitely think you're right. Like we didn't talk about mental health. We didn't talk, uh, you know, um, you were just expected. So then like in comes us and we're like, oh yeah, yeah." it's just like assumed. Um, I have, I actually, one of my best friends uh, decided to, you know, quit her career and stay home with her kids. And like, so it's still, it's not like it's a hundred percent. There's plenty that still do, but for the most part, if you are a high school female and somebody goes, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you go, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. Like a record would skip in the back of the room. Like what? Like what? Yeah. Um, and that's not meant to be offensive to anybody listening who is that, you know, but like, it's just the reality of like, you probably said yeah. you're a teacher. You probably said you're going to do this and like learned later that you were happier being at home. But so like my generation comes in and it's much more acceptable to talk about mental health stuff. And now we're starting businesses. So like, not that working 40 hours a week in like the more traditional admin or whatever, like initial jobs were allowed for women. Um, or like, we're like more, you know, teacher, well, I suppose there was teachers, nurses, all that. So not even that, but like, now it's like, oh, wait a minute. I don't want, I, I, I'm out of the house full time. And you see like, this house is a full-time job. Like, (laughs) and the children, okay, here's another question. (laughs) I don't even know that I got to my first question, but here's my second question. (laughs) You think that nowadays running a household is more complicated because of children's schedules? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we're way more involved in our kids' lives, you know, and um, I mean, I think about like when I went to school, there wasn't all the paperwork, you know, the beginning of the year, like as a mom, that first week is just awful, right? It's like, it feels like every day there's like this packet you have to fill out, you know, with all, you know, tell me about your kid, and, you know, like all the- And this day's dress and, up day, and this day's a different dress right. up day. This is yeah, great. There wasn't all one that photo. Yeah, my kid last year for her birthday needed to bring one picture for every year of her- of her life. And I'm like, awesome. Cool. Yeah. It's impossible for working moms to keep up with all of that. And that's another benefit of a personal assistant. They can fill out, you know, the address my Google Drive. on the 10 different forms and, you know, all of that. So yeah, it's definitely harder and all the activities and things that we want for our kids and running around, you know, to gymnastics and piano and all of that. One thing I do think that Gen Z, so yeah, next one, um, is going, I hope for them, what they will do better is that they will enter a relationship, not with the superwoman syndrome, but the like together, like we are choosing to work 
And together we have this household. And so hopefully the women of Gen Z won't feel like this is my fault. So do you see women being the primary ones that are hiring the services? Like, do you have men? Um, it's it's very mixed. Um, I would say it's probably 50-50. If the um, wife is an executive, they're calling, right? If they're, you know, a C-suite executive, they're used to it and they're calling and they're like, I need help. Oftentimes we see husbands that are like, I really want to help my wife. Um, she's overwhelmed, but I don't have the capacity and it's not how I want to spend my time, right? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a romantic gift. Um, no, I think I, I would take it. Yeah, 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 I would take it. But I'm just picturing like you don't spend enough time fixing things around here. You're not right. with the I gave you a person. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it shows like, Hey, I care about you. We don't have to be the ones to do this. You know, like I had one um, husband called and he goes, when I come home from work, I want to be able to sit down, have dinner, enjoy like bath time and bedtime and not be like, Oh, we've got a meal plan and do the dishes and the laundry and, you know, all these things in there you know, that we're often doing after work. So I think it's brilliant. Um, there's also, I think, a change in our society because we're talking about it more. And I am hopeful, like you said, the next generation will kind of start at square one with relationships. I don't know if you've heard of the book Fair Play. It's awesome. And like my client manager, she's a very young millennial and she just got married and asked for it like on her um you know, for gifts or whatever. And I was like, that's so cool. They don't even have kids yet. They're just getting married. Like what an awesome thing, but it's all about the load that women have and making sure that it's equal. And there's actually like a card deck with all the things, you know, that take to run a household and have kids and, and like going through them and dividing them up. You know, it's not necessarily 50, 50, but at least it's like intentional where, you know, both people are involved in all the tasks and you know the um what is it bureau of labor just came out in 2020 that women are doing like three hours a day of you know the household chores and tasks and it doesn't even include all the child you know mm -hmm. things that we do and and men are doing a very small fraction of that even working moms you so know they say so. what men on average do I can't remember, but it was less than an hour, you oh. know, it was like 0. 0.7 hours or right. something. You know. And I feel so. like I should have started this episode by maybe I'll throw it in the intro too. of like, I have a very different situation where um, my husband is probably carry absolutely my husband carries both the like I'm a working husband but I'm also a dad and like the house husband like so yeah. he's probably like yes I oh so <laughs> actually I know he feels that way because we just looked at hiring a virtual assistant for our businesses and so right. I'm the one who um because I have no problem like delegating. I got, it took me a while. Like it took me a while, like, um, you know, when we only, it was only me and another doctor and two front desk. Like I just, but like you do get to this point and it's probably why it's so easier when you said you have a C-suite person 
Well, they're like mm -hmm. used to delegating everything in their life. Like they, exactly. you know, you start to get to the point where you're like, well, I'm not going to go get the Jimmy John's. Like I'll pay $7 for someone to deliver the Jimmy John. Like, but right. most people are way before that where they struggle with this delegation. So I'm like, all right, listen, we've run this podcast long enough. And now we have this Airbnb and we're like doing all these, these courses. We need a virtual assistant. I'm so I like book this call and this, you know, the lady's talking about all the like social media stuff and like all the ways that, you know, a VA can help the businesses. And, um, in this scenario, cause I went in thinking like, I'm comfortable with two or three hours. Well, this company that I happen to find on Instagram is like a 40 hour a week commitment. Like they're like, no, we don't do oh, part time. And I'm like, well, all right. So I, I'm like, oh, that's just not, this just isn't going to work. And so I get off the phone and she sends like the follow-up list, like nine pages of things that <laughs> a VA will do. And it's like website, blah, blah, insert words. Right. So my husband is looking at it and he's like, oh my gosh, this would be amazing. This would be amazing. This would be amazing. They can do this. I'm like, oh, this would make your life easier. And so it's just like this funny where we have a little different situation where I'm like super comfortable delegating, um, but he's over here like trying to do all the things, but he's not good at cleaning the house. And I don't think he'd be upset with me calling him out on that. Right. <laughs> so um, the, what is it? Okay, so we talked about like the shame but like, mm -hmm. is that really it? Like, is that really why people struggle to delegate? Why? Like, I don't feel like that's the root of. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a lot of things. And sometimes it's a combination of things, even within the, the person that's, you know, seeing your neighbor or the woman in the PTA at the school who just seems like she has it all together, right? And it's like, she looks great. She's got her career. Her kids are, you know, have their school lunches every day. And you're just like, how is she doing all of that? I should be able to do that too. And I bet you that person has some support <laughs> because it's like, I always say women are superheroes, but even superheroes need support, right? Like every super hero has a sidekick and you know we just we don't have to do it all and it's getting over that you know yeah. whatever it is that's holding you back you're right like I think you touched on something there for me personally because like if it's just my little bubble of like mm -hmm. my family and you're like Lauren would you feel bad about having a personal assistant be like hell no I wouldn't like take it take it all the stuff but showing if like, it's like, okay, so what this is going to mean is that actually the personal assistant is going to drop your kids off at practice. And then they'll swing into the gym and drop off the baked goods that they did. All of a sudden I'm like, oh, other, other, oh, when I started having to compare in my head to yeah. like what other moms are doing, that's mm -hmm. where it started to get a little uncomfortable. And in my head, I can go like, yeah, but she might work part-time. She might be a stay-at-home mom. Like she right. might be getting a divorce. Like we don't know any of her story. Maybe she does have yeah. it all. Um, but no, that's where it did start to get like, oh no, because I'm competitive. So be, in your right. head, you go like, <laughs> well, and I feel like a lot of like women who are needing to do it all, their achiever mindset, right? Like it's like, I'm yeah. going to have the job. I'm going to have the body because we didn't throw right. that in there. Like 
You right. also have to be skinny and attractive -care. while you yeah. do all this stuff and like self-care <laughs> Sunday. Um, so you have to do all of that too. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yep, yep. It's yeah. that image. Are we doing a disservice to women by telling them, yes, you can do it? Like, I feel like just briefly, I've started to see messaging change, like with people like you and stuff. But I feel yeah. for a very mm -hmm. long time, the messaging was like, you got this. You can yeah. do what a man can do and handle the right. house. And she's like, I can't. Exactly. Okay. It doesn't feel like I can, but okay. You're saying yeah. I can. So it's super convenient, right? It would be awesome if we could. And it, the more you tell people that, you know, they think that that's the case, but I think we're starting to wake up and I haven't seen the Barbie movie yet, but I saw a clip of one of the scenes where it addresses that of like, you're expected to be this, but not this and, you know, do this, but not that. And, you know, we're, we're waking up to the fact that, hey, we get to, you know, design our lives and who we want to be and where we want to spend our time. And, and I think, you know, in order to do that, you need support. You can't, you can't do it alone. So. Right. Do you feel like, let's see, how do I want to ask this? <laughs> do you feel like it is acceptable from like your gen, uh, like the 60 year old. Okay. Like the women who were older than you, who were doing like the, like fighting for mm -hmm. the rights. Do you feel like they still judge the like need for help? Oh, that's a really good question. I actually don't know a lot of people in that age group. I've watched women in their fifties cause I'm turning 50 next um, month. And like, it's been so inspiring. You know, I know people kind of in the 55, 56, where they're just opting out, you know, during the pandemic, they let their hair go gray, they look gorgeous, you know, they're like, I'm not keeping this up. You know, um, I think that people are just really starting to think about like, what their lives, what they want their lives to be like. And I don't think they're judging, you know, anybody. I think they're liberated of like, I get to be who I want to be and live the way that I want to live, you know, and feel that way, you know, kind of live and let live. Um, in my experience, I'm sure that's a limited view, but yeah. I'd like to take a moment to thank one of our primary sponsors of the podcast, Insight CLA. The Insight Tech moves the message off the spine and into the nervous system where the magic of the adjustments can be measured and tracked. Everyone from newborns to seniors are being scanned in my practice and in thousands of other practices like ours so they can be examined and inspired to choose chiropractic care. It's like an instant referral machine because the scans are so visible and informative. Like what patient wouldn't want to know how their nervous system is performing? The staff at CLA are ready to take care of you and answer any questions you may have. They also have an incredible online academy that can help train everyone in the office and help them to feel confident on how to get perfect scans and how to interpret the results. We have been using the Insight technology in our clinics for over seven years now, and it is a complete game changer for conversion, retention, and patient education. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. 
Hi friends, I wanted to take a quick break from the episode to make sure you all know about the cool stuff we have happening over on Patreon. This is a platform where I can offer you extra content, behind the scenes interviews, quick trainings, and exclusive trainings answering your exact question live, back to back with me. It's a way for me to more directly interact with you and post some fun things that would never be in the normal weekly episodes. To check out what we're doing and to sign up, click the link in the show notes. Hey, She Slayers, I have partnered with Well Aligned and Above Down Apparel to give all of my listeners something really special. So listen up, don't skip. A free premium t-shirt. Okay, you get a free t-shirt. So just head over to wellaligned.com forward slash she slays to claim your listener offer. That's all you got to do. Above Down has the coolest and most comfy chiropractic tees that showcase your personality. My favorite is the Mabel. I love it. Um, They're super soft and a great conversation starter. If you do see conversation with, you know, your patients, we call it table talk. What more can you ask for? So I've also been using well-aligned materials for years to educate my patients. They have high-quality ROF folders, patient hands out, handouts, office forms, posters, and a ton more. So why recreate the wheel when there's a perfectly designed communication tool ready for you to help educate and inform? Head over to wellaligned.com forward slash she slays to claim your free t-shirt. And I'll drop a link in the show notes so you can check it out. So what is your advice for someone, a woman who feels like she's being stretched very, very thin? Um, not, not in a good way. Uh, like, yeah. you know, just kind of ent- has entered burnout of trying to do all the things, but they can't offload as much as they mentally would love to. Like what yeah. are... What are some of the ways of like filtering through, like, how do you, what's your advice for that person? Yeah. So I think first thing that like, if you're in overwhelm, look at what's on your plate and see what you can just put on the back burner. Like that's kind of step number one, cancel, you know, whatever it is that you don't want to do or don't need to do. Um, Cause that frees up your headspace, and then you can like, a lot of times I think we just need to relax, right? We just need like quiet, uh, clear mind, you know, and and rest. And I don't think we do that enough. I've kind of learned that the older I get, that that's, you know, gold. Make sure you're getting sleep, you're getting outside of nature, movement, you know, good food, all of that stuff is kind of, you know, step number one. And then see if there's things that you can delegate like to your family, you know, like I have two boys, they're 17 and 20 now, but I'm like, you know, when I'm going through like a crazy time at work, I'll just say to them, Hey, you know, I'm going through a lot. I need your guys's help. Let's come up with a plan of like, can one of you do dinner one night or, you know, take care of, so you not know. crazy asks, you know, what's yeah. weird here? I literally didn't expect like my head didn't predict that as a suggestion of like oh, yeah. ask the other humans <laughs> in your freaking house to yeah. fold some damn socks <laughs> yeah yeah for your listeners That's out there a that... good piece of advice yeah 
for the listeners that have small children, one thing, if I could go back to when my boys were small, and I think boys especially, is teaching them to be observant and to find things to do, right? Because that's the other thing as moms, we are managing the whole household, all the tasks, all the things, and it's exhausting. And so teaching, and I've started it now that they're older, but I think it would have been better of like, instead of me asking you to do something, look around and see like, are there towels in the dryer that need to be folded? Or How do you teach um, that? Well, I think when they're little, you could play a game that's like, let's look around the house and see what needs to be done, right? That we yeah. could do as You're a family. To see like you do. Yeah. You have, you, does this work for husbands too, you think? <laughs> I don't know. I'm lucky I have a partner like your husband yeah. who like I hit the jackpot with. He's amazing. And it's, it's very much um, equal, but the other thing I, oh shoot, I lost it. I'm I sorry. Oh. I'm terrible at interrupting people. Oh no, no worries. The other thing is neighborhood kids, right? Like even something as simple as like, hey, can you put our garbage out on garbage day and put the bins back or, you know, take the dog for a walk or mow the lawn, you know, those kind of little things. Or if you have little ones that you could, you know, get like the 12 year old down the road to come be like a mom's helper when you're home of keeping the kids entertained while you're, you know, working out or, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. So just kind of getting creative with like, who can you afford right. to outsource to? And I think outsource as much as you can afford like that, you know, is always my recommendation. So. Yeah. And like afford is a hard word. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I mentioned that it's easy for me to go to work and like my head can like do that but you know like afford for like if I I only work you know one full day and two half days so like on a day where I'm recording a podcast and then I'm going to take my kid to go get pedicures or whatever it's just like oh wow I am paying someone right now like I'm in the red today like mentally I'm in the (laughs) red because it's just like but you know and I, I do I get it like quality time with your kids, like the yeah, mental it's priceless. Yeah. And, um, it is, I've also just kind of seen the more I try and prioritize that is like going into the weekend, not feeling like we have all these things we need to do. Like, yeah, just constantly, like I am a different mom when I've just had more space to move through mm-hmm. the week not necessarily like a more fun mom but like a definitely a less stressed out I just don't like play yeah but a less stressed it's hard to be present with your kids when you've got all you're like oh you're juggling all these things in your head you know that you can't be present and so when somebody else is taking care of of that stuff it's like and I found I had to and I still do this but I catch myself quicker it's like I feel stressed even though I have nothing to stress about because I think that's just like default for mom business owner right it's like there must be something I should be stressing about and so I have to tell my body like there's nothing to be stressed about. Your team's got things covered. Your kids are fine. Like, but we get addicted to that. Like I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this. And yeah, yeah, it's like just being aware of like, I'll do the same thing. I'll be like, okay, your kids are playing. They're healthy. 
there's no problems in this business. There's no problems in this business. You've worked out today. You've got laundry yeah. going. You're good. It's You're good. You and enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like just struggling to sit and just read a book when it's like, well, instead you could be cleaning. Instead you could be this. Right. Okay. So t- yeah. I, I would love to know, take me behind the scenes a little bit from you personally with growing this company. Like, so this is a lot of entrepreneurs. So I'm just super curious on just like the business workings of stuff. So like what's some of the like unexpected struggles or like funny hurdles that you've had to come over or overcome, um, and process with growing a business like this? Yeah, it's been really, really interesting. I think one of the biggest things is just leadership is much harder than I would have thought. Like it's different when it's your own business and you're the owner. Um, You know, I've always gotten along really well with people, but when they're working for you and there's difficult situations and difficult conversations, like that's been really challenging, but it's been exciting because I'm learning, you know, I'm kind of a sponge where I'm like reading all the books, watching all the, (laughs) you know, YouTube videos and everything. Um, So it's been a huge growth opportunity. And then, yeah, learning all the business stuff is just like figuring out, like if I could go back, I would have told myself, you don't have to do all the things, you know, there's a lot of things that you're supposed to do as a business owner. You don't have to do that. You can create the business that you want that fits into your life. Um, And so that was a really excellent lesson once I figured that out. And then hiring the right people at the right time, like the experts, like, you know, hiring somebody to help me kind of get over my fear of sales was huge, you know, where I learned that it's just relationship building of like telling, you know, it's like you listen to people and hear what their pain points are. And then you tell them if you can help them or not. And that's all it is. Um, And, you know, marketing and hiring people to help with like processes. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into (laughs) running a business that there's no way you can know until you're in it, you know, all the things, but. Okay. I have a random, like my ADHD was like, oh, I should ask her this. Okay. How, and this is the dumbest question. (laughs) The dumbest question. I run a business and I can sit down as a boss and give constructive feedback to like, Hey, so I've noticed your customer service. Like I know how to do that yet. When it comes to someone who is intimately involved in my personal life, I feel so like not guilty, like guilt appreciative of like, Oh God, you're cleaning my dishes from last night. Like, you know, it's like almost like dehumanizing in my mind that they're having to do that. So I don't know how to give criticism to that person because I'm just so like, oh, we should just be grateful that anybody's willing to do anything. And like, literally we have had some terrible cleaning ladies that like, I just didn't have the, I just didn't have the gut to fire them because I was like, "Mm, can't or give feedback. So like, how, how would you recommend for somebody? Cause all right, your answer is going to be like, they're an employee. They blah, blah, blah. Okay. How can I do that without being like, can you, I'm going to tell you, right. It's extremely common. It's hard. Like it's hard. And I don't, have you heard of radical candor, the book radical? Yes. I haven't read it. Um, it's, 
Yeah. They have a, a podcast also that's okay. really good where they they answer people's questions like real world kind of situations. But it's it's all about like making sure you are showing gratitude and taking as many opportunities as you can to thank the person. Um, and then you can squeeze in some, hey, you know, I really appreciate that you're doing X, Y, Z. I'd prefer if you did this this way. And if you hire the right person, like we hire based on values, we want that person who's like, I love helping people. I love making their life easier. That person is going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you told me that's an easy fix. I would love to do that for you and make, you know, your life better. <laughs> right. Like if I had someone who I was worried that they were going to be upset that I dislike where they put my shoes every time or like put the vacuum away. Like it, it's probably a good self-check of like, are they the right person? Like it doesn't feel like you trust that they can handle that feedback. And yeah. therefore like, are they the right person to continue like trusting with this responsibility in your life? Yeah. Well, and another thing that we do like at Peppers is we have a household guide and like the first three months, we're really building that up. So it's like all the preferences that the client shares we put in there so that, you know, the person can review it and be like, oh, they like their shirts folded this way or they want, mm -hmm. you know, things done a certain way. Um, so it helps too that you don't have to go back. But that's kind of the work I was talking about earlier. The more clear you can be right from the beginning. Of yeah, like, it's less awkward if you do it from the beginning. Yeah, because they can't read your mind. I always say I'd be a billionaire if I had that magic wand where I knew what every client needed at every minute, you know, but you have to communicate it, you know, up front too. And so. like, I know your people would like, this is what they're used to, but like the average person is going to worry about coming across like an 80, not an 80, uh, a control micromanaging freakazoid of like, and I've created a chart. And this is where like this, here are pictures of like, oh, I could do that. I could people appreciate that though. Do like I if you, yeah, people, it, the more clear you are, you know, that's a Brene Brown, clear is kind. The more clear you are, the easier it is for, for that person helping you as well. So I wouldn't worry about that part <laughs> for sure. Well, uh, I appreciate, I, I love when um, we get to have episodes about, you know, we do a lot of episodes on the podcast that are about chiropractic and hiring and fire. Right. And like, I love when we get to talk about just some of the dirty, messy real life, like that we're all like feeling a little overwhelmed and like, here's, here's just kind of an obvious solution. So yeah. where can people find more of you? Yeah, so um, our website is paseattle.com. Um, and then I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. Um, so, you know, I'm there under my name or also Pepper's personal assistance. We have a, a business page as well. So um, those are good places. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Uh, she Slayers, check that out. And, um, you know, if you need some encouragement on taking that next step, you can always DM me. I will rave about um, any help that anytime I've ever delegated, I've not looked back. And I think that's something that a lot of chiropractors can relate to of like, 
you know, it was difficult to delegate this part of their business. But then once they did, they didn't ever want it back. They're like, nope, nope, you you know, so and I think it's a very, I'm assuming it's a very similar thing with, um, yeah, with the personal world. So thank you so much, Kara. I appreciate it. And she slayers until next week. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.